Now, the wealth protection diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Think money is the main currency in business? Think again. The dominance of the web and the human behavior spawned from it, as a result, has turned social content into a new, increasingly important currency. Most organizations are unclear how to use content marketing within their organization to truly make an impact to both attract and retain customers. In the digital age, content is no longer confined to the written page. It's spread across web and mobile, taking the form of podcasts, webinars, widgets, and blog posts. Powerful content tells the story of your product or business, but it means nothing if it's not written well, optimized for search and social media, and properly marketed. In Content is Currency, my guest, content strategist John Wooden, explains the fine art of content development by utilizing the latest search engine optimization and social media marketing techniques and provides you with the tools and strategies you need to get your online content noticed. So thank you, John, for being here. Thanks for having me. Well, it's been a while. We met about eight years ago when you wrote your first book, Content Rich, Writing Your Way to Wealth on the Web. And I have to say, I learned a ton out of that book. So I'm looking forward to the content is currency because you in the business as a professional copywriter, but really you've been on the front end of this whole content marketing trend. Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, I've been in this space for 12 years, 13 years now, and when I first opened uh, our doors, uh, it was called copywriting, right? (laughs) And we were doing a lot of SEO content, a lot of PPC ads and things like that, and it's really evolved uh, significantly just in the last four or five years to where content marketing is now seen as a strategic play in the business. It's not just... Marketing used to be maybe kind of an ex- more of an expense. Now it's seen as an investment. And by the way, we can measure all this stuff, um, and we can see clicks and downloads and tweets and everything else. So um, it, it's, uh, it's something we can put some some data behind, some ROI behind. So it's really evolved and obviously become the most important part of Google's algorithm, which it wasn't 13 years ago. So yeah, it's, it's been been a long but fruitful journey. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, one of the things I I saw on your website is a statement by F. Scott Fitzgerald that says, you don't write because you want to say something, you write because you have something to say. So I want you to talk about why it's the content of content. (laughs) What we all see every day is a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of what I call Me Too content, people copying each other and not saying a whole lot and and writing uh, content and producing content just to produce content without any kind of strategy behind it without really keeping in mind the personas and the target audience. And so if you're going to produce content, you have to have intent. You have to, uh, you know, personalize it. You have to be passionate about it. If you can't find that passion or that, that hook or whatever it is, 
you, you need to stop right there and figure out what really motivates you. Why are you in business? Who are your customers? What are the pain points? Really start from there and find find what you're passionate about so you can write from a place of passion and from a place of storytelling because the best kind of content out there tells a story. And that's very different than most content you see out there. Think about the, the best books you've ever read or the best movies you've ever seen and the stories behind that. And that's the way you need to approach content is from that storytelling perspective and from that personalized point of view. Well, how is it that you, I know you work with a lot of companies and organizations, you speak all over the world, I'm guessing by now, but you know, when we talk about telling the story, if, I, if I'm a plumber, what story am I telling? <laughs> I mean, how do I play this game when I'm sitting here as the plumber going, what is it I want to talk about? Right, right. Well, that's that's a great question, and I've gotten that before. So if you're a plumber or a hairstylist or a contractor or a florist or any of these kind of local-type businesses and, and you've, you're kind of scratching your head with how do I connect with my audience through content, um, take a step back. Are you really a plumber, or are you um, are you enabling families and individuals to live better, to make life easier in their home? To uh, are you helping them improve their lifestyle? Right. So it's there's always a bigger picture. It's not just what you do. It's it's the why of what you do. Right. So tap into that. So if I'm a plumber, I'm writing blog posts about you know um, how. Um, upgrading my plumbing in my house can improve the quality of life for my family, right? Things like that. Um, to getting the bigger picture um, and writing from that point of view. Now, you obviously want to write content that's more tactical and more about what you do, like, you know, top 10 reasons to replumb your house or, um, you know, uh, why tract housing doesn't always have the best plumbing, you know, or things like that, right? But well, the, that's, the that's 10 weirdest answer. things I've pulled out of a toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's also that, that element, right? The interest in entertainment and kind of comedic angles. Sure, absolutely. But, uh, but that's my answer is really look at the bigger picture and look at the why behind your business and how you're affecting people's lives. And right from that point of view. If we come back, I'm going to pick up with John Wibben. The whole premise now is about engagement. We'll be right back. This is Andy Bailey. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. The best advice is sage advice from the Sherry Hill Show. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. Gather your girlfriends for a day of fun and pampering at the Nevada Women's Expo, October 15th and 16th, Grand Sierra Resort, nevadawomensexpo.com. There is risk in owning investment real estate in your personal name. Sage International Incorporated, a local business, has been helping new and seasoned real estate investors with their real estate investment strategy by forming LLCs, series LLCs, and corporations for over 23 years to protect their real estate assets. Call 775-786-5515 for a free 30-minute consultation. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest John Wibben. He's a profound author, and I have learned from John for many years. He wrote Content Rich. His book he wrote in 2012 was Content is Currency. You've been on the bandwagon for the content side of the, the digital media age. 
we're talking about. There's a lot of people that struggle or they're posting all kinds of stuff that is unrelated to their business and then wonder why they're not building an online audience. Right. There's two things to keep in mind with that. Number one, you can't just curate content. When I say curate content, I mean pulling from other blogs and sharing other blog posts from other other uh, you know, competitors or partners or, or industry association websites and, and sharing that content with your audience. That's fine, but you have to come up with your own stuff too. You, you got to be able to create original content as well. So people ask me, well, what's the good, what's the, the ratio between curated content and created content? And I usually say, think of, um, you know, 60, 40 or 70, 30 with the bigger number being your own original content. Um, and certainly you want to share some of the best content from, from in your industry with your uh, with your audience. Um, so that's number one. Number two, um, and this is a really important point. You know, people get overwhelmed when they think, oh my God, I got a blog, I got to write social content, I got to write lead gen content, I got I to gotta write all kinds of stuff. I got to be everywhere that people are. Stop thinking like that. What you want to do is build a beachhead in one area. Like build your blog first, right? And get really good at blogging for two, three, four months. And then once you've got that, you've got a few thousand subscribers or even a few hundred subscribers, then you move on to Facebook, right? And Facebook and Twitter and get that done and then get it, get, uh, get some traction there. Once you get the social traction going, then you move on to the lead generation content on your website. So don't try and bite off more than you can chew. You got to get proficient and expert in one uh, one area of the, the content marketing paradigm, if you will, or the content marketing you know, choices that you have, and then go on to the next one, right? So I, I, won't, I hope everyone understands that, that don't, don't do everything all at once. Get good at your blog or get good at your email content and move on to the next thing. Let's talk about that from a strategy perspective then. If part of what you do is help people understand this is a piece of your marketing pie. Right. From that perspective is there has to be somewhat of a plan. As you're saying, don't try and tackle it all. How do you help people understand what's the best starting point for me based on my business, my industry, my audience? Yeah, so there's really three or four considerations that you want to think about to begin with. Number one um, are the tools you're going to use to enable the content production. So are you, what, are you going to be using WordPress? Maybe an editorial calendar platform, um, maybe you know Word or Google Docs. Uh, maybe you're using a marketing automation platform like HubSpot or Acton or Marketo. Uh, so there's the tools and technologies you'll be using to enable you to get all this stuff done. Then next is the people, the human resources part of it. Who's going to be doing this stuff? Who's writing it? Who's editing it? Who's managing the platforms? So there's that piece. Third is the budget, right? How much do you have to invest every month? Uh, in your content marketing program, it's not a free thing, right? I mean, you can do a lot of it yourself, but you gotta you gotta have a budget for it, obviously, if you want to do it right. Um, so those are the three most important things. Right. Fourth are is your your audience and your personas. Who are you writing for, and what do they want to you know hear about? What do they want to read about? What do they want to watch um, when it comes down to your business? Um, so those are four of the most important considerations. I'd say fifth, you want to do a competitive review. Who are your top three or four competitors? And if you're not sure who those people are, who those companies are, just Google, you know, search for your keyword term. Um, if it's plumbing, you know, plumbers in Chicago or plumbers in Miami, whatever it is. And whoever's coming up on that, on that first page, those three or four companies there, those are your competitors, right? 
So uh, do a little competitive re- review. See what they're blogging about. See what their lead generation content looks like. Download some of their eBooks. Um, so you got to get a lay of the land. You got to understand who you're uh, competing against. That's going to be critical. Um, so those are some of the beginning things to think about. Um, and then after you've kind of got a handle on that stuff, and by the way, you can do that in like a couple days, right? Sure. Um, once yeah. you've got some, some answers around that, then you want to do your keyword research and find out what are the important topics that people in my industry want to want to read about. Um, and you can go to Word Tracker or Keyword Discovery or Google's AdWords keyword tool. There's a lot of resources you can use to find out what people are Googling, what they're searching for in your industry. And once you find out what those are, then those are the topics you need to write about, right? Um, so those are some, some, some of the beginning steps for, for planning. We come back. I want to talk to John Wibben, who is my guest today. And I want to chat with him about his newest book coming out called Future Marketing. We'll be right back. This is John Wibben, founder and CEO of Content Watch. You are listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. Thank you, Sherry. Gather your girlfriends for a day of fun and pampering at the Nevada Women's Expo October 15th and 16th Grand Sierra Resort. NevadaWomensExpo.com Suntech Storm Panels are a durable, all-weather window insulator that cuts down cold winter drafts, immediately reducing your heating bill. Call Suntech for a free estimate. 352-9396. Suntech Storm Panels. Today I've been talking with John Wibben, who is the CEO of Content Launch, author of Content is Currency and Content Rich, Writing Your Way to Wealth on the Web. Let's talk a little bit about this newest book and what your thought process was behind it, Future Marketing. I've been uh, you know, writing about content marketing for a long time, uh, so I wanted to open it up a bit and go a little more, more big picture and talk about the future of marketing and where we see it going. And obviously that's hard to do, and I won't be right on all my predictions, uh, because things change fast, right? Things are always changing. I mean, we live in a 24-hour news cycle, and uh, what could be hot now is not going to be hot a year from now. But there are some big-picture items, some megatrends, if you will, that are shaping and um, evolving the culture around us. So what I'm talking about here is the Internet of Things, right? I'm talking about the sharing economy. I'm talking about big cultural shifts that are happening societally and culturally that also impact the way we run our businesses and our marketing. Look at Uber, right? Look at Airbnb. How can you use that dynamic, the sharing economy, the sharing dynamic in your business to connect with your audience, to to hold events, taking the best practices of the sharing economy and, and using them for your business. Um, and then, you know, so the sharing economy has been the big thing for the last three or four years. What's the next big thing going to be five years from now, 10 years from now? I can put out there some ideas, some things to think about um, in the three, five, and 10-year timeframes that we want to start preparing ourselves for as a business, as a marketer, to really connect and engage with our customers, our clients in a better and more efficient way. So taking a little bit of a different approach than, than most business books uh, that talk about the here and now, we're going to be talking about you know the, the future and where things are going and what you should start planning for now in order to take advantage of those things you know, three, five, and ten years down the road. In ten years, is anyone really going to be in an office? So when we talk about the sharing economy and that I can run my entire business from the palm of my hand, 
you have to wonder what's going to happen in commercial real estate and all this planned economic development that a lot of communities are experiencing where they're continuing to build brick and mortar. Just curious. I guess part of your message is you need to be a little bit nimble. And we talk about what type of business you are, you know, and the different types of businesses that are out there. And so you just mentioned brick and mortar. Well, these local brick and mortar type businesses, there actually is a better play for this whole sharing economy thing, the sharing dynamic with those types of businesses I've found than the online businesses and the, the, the virtual businesses. Um, because think about it. If you are a brick and mortar business, let's say you're a forest, Right. You can, you know, bring people together in your community. You can uh, build a community uh, with your local, you know, other businesses that are complementary to what you do. You can hold events, you know, uh, at your place of business, and you can get those people, those clients, those customers to do some of the marketing for you. That's the sharing piece, right? So, um, you know, you could say, hey, we've got this, this big Friday night open house go- coming up in three weeks. Um, you know, blast that out to your your clients and your local community, and then ask them to bring three or four friends with them. And if they do that, um, they get 20% off on their next purchase or um, something else, right? Some other kind of incentive that's going to get you a 30 to 50% increase in business over the next six months, if you can think in that way. Absolutely. This is Sherry Hill. You're listening to The Sherry Hill Show with guest John Wibben, who is the CEO of Content Launch and author of several books. And we're talking about his newest one to come out in probably about three months or so called Future Marketing, the three to five year view. So what you're talking about, the sharing economy, is so true. It's really coming down to more word of mouth and why Meetup and Match.com and people like me.com, whatever, we're, we're all connecting again online. It's, it's shifted. Most people out there have taken a ride with Uber. How does Uber work and what, what's the magic there? Well, obviously, you know, the technology, um, and we had to wait until the technology was ready, right? And it finally was three or four years ago. Uh, so we, and then the second piece of that is now we all have smartphones, right? So we can order a ride very easily in the palm of our hand, or we couldn't have done that 10 or 15 years ago, right? Not as easily because we were all using flip phones. And, you know, before the, the iPhone came out, that was, it was just a phone, right? So that, that was the other thing that enabled it. And then, Look at the actual Uber experience, right? Um, there's no credit card. There's no exchange of money. It all happens automatically through the app. Um, and then you can rate the driver, and they rate you, right? So all of that, you can apply those same ideas to your business. Just look at who's doing it really well right now and apply those ideas to your business. What's coming down the pipe in the next five years or so is more use of artificial intelligence. Kind of scary on one hand, but makes sense on another. And so how in your business or your industry is the adaptation of artificial intelligence going to play a key role? It is going to play a key role in a lot of industries. I've been talking to a lot of investors, a lot of venture capital firms, and man, AI is super hot, and it will continue to be. It's just the tip of the iceberg in terms of the companies that are offering products around that and services around that and, and Uh, So very exciting and and, uh, lots, lots to come in that space. 
people are starting to really want to support the local business, know where their food is coming from. You're lucky in California, Nevada, we're a, we're a food desert. So, you know, we, we've got most of our stuff comes from California. A lot of opportunity out there and part of this is really understanding your business and how you're going to tap into that so i'm looking forward to that book as well john i've i've read all your books well thank you <laughs> thank you very much and if somebody wants to find out more information about all the work that you do you are a professional copywriter you do work with a lot of companies and you speak all around the country at some pretty big events where would you like them to go yeah, well, I'd love to have them check out our content marketing application. Uh, we're coming out of beta soon, and uh, you can sign up uh, with a free account, um, and uh, they can do that at contentlaunch.com, contentlaunch, like you're launching a rocket.com, and um, that app will enable you to write, uh, distribute, and measure your content all in one place, and uh, looking forward to helping a lot of companies through that, uh, through that application. I appreciate all your input, your content, and certainly that you have been on the the front end of making sure that people grasp the enormity of the World Wide Web, but to be able to use it to their advantage to grow their businesses. So you're part of economic development. Thank you, John. Well, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Great. Well, with that, we're going to catch up with everyone next week. Make it an awesome day. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station for The Sherry Hill Show. I'm talking with Joy Kincaid from Nevada Women's Expo. Glad you're with us today, Joy. Well, tell me about the Nevada Women's Expo. Why a Nevada Women's Expo? Why is that important to you? Well, I love the Nevada Women's Expo. I just love the concept of bringing all women together of all ages and stages into one place where they can explore different ways of health and wellness, taking care of themselves and their families, and also a fun opportunity to shop and get exposure to some of the community events that they might not know that they, they're available to them if we didn't have an expo like this. And the, the Nevada Women's Expo is nothing new. It's been around for a while. Tell us when it started. Tell us about the history. That's right, Peter. And our founder, Christy Hawk, uh, started this Nevada Women's Expo back in 1999. I believe she had the, you know, the passion to bring uh, a unique event to the women of northern Nevada. Women's issues are a big topic today, like they were in the 90s and 80s and 70s and 60s. Women uh, are more empowered than ever in many ways, but many times they don't realize that they have that empowerment within themselves. What are some of the things that are going to go on at the expo that will give them that feeling of power that they can control their destiny to some extent? Well, I'm hoping that women will realize that it's very important for them to take care of themselves first and foremost. We're always the ones who end up taking care of our families, our parents as they age. And um, I think that a lot of times we, we put ourselves in the, in the background and forget that we really need to power ourselves up before we can be any good to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that women love to enjoy life, it seems like, and they're very visual about it and they're vocal about it. They like to laugh. They like entertainment. What are some of the entertaining things that are be going on at the Expo? 
Well, we have a, a personality coming in from Florida. His name is Lloyd Marcus, and he's a singer, and he's going to be emceeing our patriotic portion of our show. Mm-hmm. We also have an entertainment personality coming in from Carson City, uh, Mr. Rick Radecki, and he's also a singer. We have some other exhibitions, including a Zumba demonstration and a tap demonstration and some other local groups that want some exposure as to what they can offer the community. Now, we're not too far from the holidays, so how do you feel that the Nevada Women's Expo could help people as they're making plans for holidays? Well, I think it's a great opportunity for people to come shopping and find some things that they wouldn't normally um, come in contact with uh, on an everyday basis. We are within 100 days of Christmas, so we want people to get into the shopping early for for Christmas to take the stress off of um, that last-minute gift buying. Men have a hard time shopping for their the ladies in their lives. And uh, so I believe that this gives them a great opportunity to come in. It's kind of a, a bag it and tag it mentality that men have. They come to one-stop shop. They can spend an hour or two there, get their shopping done for the women in their lives and be done. At the Nevada Women's Expo, in conjunction with Barnes & Noble and the Washoe County Library, we have an opportunity for elders and children to come in and listen to a story time and also to uh, participate in some hands-on stuff provided by Barnes & Noble. It be a great learning experience for both and a good time for children and elders to spend some time together which I think is very, very important. We're very excited that this year the Nevada Women's Expo is taking place at the Grand Sierra Resort in the Silver State Pavilion on October 15th and 16th. It's a Saturday and Sunday, Saturday from 10 to 5 and Sunday from 9 to 4. If you would like to have a presentation, a booth, or a table at our event, you can visit us at www.nevadawomensexpo.com or you can call me directly at 775 217-0507. Nevada Women's Expo. It's going to be the best expo ever.